horror fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Castle Freaky. And Intern Corey. It's Intern Corey. Pick high Intern Corey. Bippity boopity boppity. We're back in Italy. Oh, get into the pizza. Um, we are in Italy, but they speak Spanish at one point, which I was confused oh. about. Or is that the same in Italian? I don't know. It's Italian and Spanish are very similar languages. Okay. That's why I didn't know if it was like where some of the words are the same or not. Yeah, some some of the words are are the same or maybe not the same, but to our untrained American ears, they really sound the same. Yes. Dude, so the premise of this movie is insane. It's I inherited a castle. Yes, because yeah. this is a typical thing that happens. Well, I mean, he even makes mention that he thinks it's a scam at first. Yeah, well, it's 100% is. It's like, this is right around the time of, like, those emails started popping up at, like, mid-90s. Now, hear me out. What if instead of when they remade Castle Freak, we did, like, a crossover of Mr. Deeds meets Castle Freak? How he, like, inherited (laughs) all that money and everything? So it's Adam Sandler, like, in Mr. Deeds' role in this movie. But it's the castle freak. It's just like in like Central Park. It's like he loves ketchup. He's like, yeah. (laughs) I I just feel like this is a missed opportunity that no one's ever going to capitalize on. And let's be honest, the castle freak would be played by either Evan James or Steve Buscemi. (laughs) (laughs) My money's on Buscemi. All right. So is this first time watch for anybody? No. No, I saw, I saw it, like, one time before, I think. Yeah, I think I saw it on Shutter before one time. Um, It's not... It's the it's the dream team. Most of them are here. Like, Paoli, uh, Gordon, Combs, Crampton, all of them. Like, it is the dream team here. But there's... Well, it's like if you made a great cake and everything, <laughs> and everything's going well, and then you spilled Tabasco sauce into your cake, and you're like, oh, no. You got Charles Band in my movie. <laughs> That's what happened here. Two great tastes that taste great together. Let us not forget that Charles Band also produced Reanimator and From Beyond. You can definitely like. I'm glad that we got our like team back together. This is like this awesome team. Like his Reanimator from Beyond is great, but. This is starting to go into like 90s, like or mid to late 90s Charles Band of you start to feel the full moon like on this movie. There's a lot of they got a castle and oh, there's I love the big dramatic like car crash death scene and stuff. It starts to feel kind of straight to video-ish full moon time. I, I will drop the curtain a little bit. I, I I mainly enjoy picking on Charles Band, but some of his stuff he's done I quite like. But when I actually hate it, I hate it. Like, I fucking hated Evil Bong. But, like, and, and <laughs> overall, like, even some of his newer stuff, I love Piranha Women. I thought that movie was fucking awesome. So, like, he's, he's hit and miss for me. I just like to pick on him, and he's my mortal enemy for it. I can't wait until March when we can tell him that you're his, that he's your mortal enemy. I'm sure he knows. Because <laughs> he listens, I'm sure. But yeah, Brett, what you were saying is, it I, this, It sounds like I'm being negative. I'm not negative. I like this movie. But it doesn't have the reanimator from beyond feel to it as much. You know what I mean? No. Right. Um, I'm going to say that's largely due, in fact, to, to the point that there is no Yuzna on this. Oh, true. That's right. 
So not only did they pour Tabasco in, they poured Tabasco and they meant it to be the special ingredient. Charles Band was there on the other ones with Yuzna. But there's no Yuzna here to balance them out a little bit. Yeah, it's exactly. got over-saturated and banned. It's like how you put salt. When you make cookies, you add salt as an ingredient. But instead of adding the sugar, they just added the salt again. That's what happened. I don't think Greg adds salt to his cookies because his house doesn't own salt. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, there's three <laughs> bands involved in this movie. Charles, his dad Albert, and his brother Richard did the music. The whole family affair ruining Greg's day. Why can't I have like brothers like that of like a Raimi or a band of like we're just gonna invite the whole family along and now you're famous? You don't have siblings. Yep, I needed them. Yeah, you know what? I have one. It's not that impressive. He does computer stuff. As someone who has siblings, believe me, we don't do any of that stuff. No, they make you famous and they bring you along and you ride their coattails nope. and you have a great time. No. No. Alright. Uh, Castle Freak from 1995. Brett, you got some credits for me, although I feel like we touched all of them already. Yeah, directed by Stuart Gordon. Executive produced uh, Charles Band and Albert Band. Stuart Gordon written. Dennis Paoli written. We have an interview with him. Go check it out. Alright, you ready to get into this thing? Yes, let's record this fucker. Alright, so it starts very abruptly. By the way, my DVD for this thing has no scene selection. Very annoying <laughs> if you have to stop your movie and go back. You can skip forward, but no scene selection on the menu. They have the trailer for the movie you're about to watch on there, but not scene selection. That that costs too much. Dude, and like, they even have like the little circles and everything to change the reel. Yeah, we, we never took that out. We're in the age of DVD, just leave that in there. Oh, it's like when I got my Blu-ray copy of Silent Night, Deadly Night, and they're like, we added the scenes back in that got cut, but they're in really bad shape. So just to let you know, sometimes there is a dip in quality. A few times, this guy's rough. Even like I watched it on Shutter streaming, and there's some like scratches and shit still on the film. Oh, yeah. But it starts very abruptly. This old lady and her cat are in the castle. And they go and whip their captive that they have. I like to think that the cat is in on this. It's not an innocent bystander. <laughs> yeah, no, he like loves it. Well, like uh, number one, she gives milk to the cat. Don't do that. It's not good for kitties. You grab diarrhea over the place. Um, also, it's like the hardest sausage that she cuts. She cuts like a little tiny sliver for like her captive, and then like the hardest, shittiest, like medieval bread. But then come to find out, we're in the nineties. That is a fine Italian sausage, my like that is a nice salami, my friend. It looks like it's covered in like flour. That's how you know it's nice. Yeah. But they go and they just whip the captive. I guess time for your daily beatings, even though you clearly don't do anything since you've never left the cell for your whole life. To the point of this little, it's almost like a chore for her. Oh, she's so old and decrepit. It's like she's getting down the stairs and it hurts her and she has to stop. And she whips him a couple times like, okay, I guess that'll be enough. And then she like decrepitly walks away. It's like, you don't have to whip the person. It's just oh, a no, to-do list. Yeah, it's like, okay, whip captive. God damn it. I'm, I'm tired of this anymore. It's not even fun. And then later, we know time has passed because the bread that was cut is moldy, the cat is hungry, and the woman is dead. 
gee, I hope nothing bad happens to this cat at any point, because it's a pretty kid. Also, this cat, it's just, I guess cats are like plants where you just give them milk and that's, they never need like solid food. Just water it and it's fine. Mice. Also, um, <laughs> if they didn't find the body like within like 24 hours, that cat started to eat the body. Yeah, True. most likely. Because like your cat milk. will eat you like, no. before your body turns cold. Not Baron Von Kitty. I'm I'm fine with this. I'm not using it for anything. And then we get our opening credits. Um, I was, speaking of the cat, that's it's gonna bother me. Why are this cat's balls so fucking huge? Or have I just not not seen a cat that hasn't been neutered oh. in so long? This movie loves balls. This movie does love balls. We're introduced to Rebecca, John, and Susan, their family. Um, John and Susan, played by Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton, and their daughter, Rebecca, who is blind. And, like I said, we inherited a castle! And they show up, <laughs> and they're getting the grand tour. John's like, how quick can we liquidate everything? He just wants to sell a castle? Dude, you, you got a fucking castle! Like, enjoy your castle for, for a minute. Like, okay, I might spend, like, a little bit of time there, but I'm also like, I need to flip this, because I want to get back to Pennsylvania. They don't have old German here. Dude, we could have a pod castle. Pod you know cool that would be? castle. No, yes. that'd be so fucking echoey and stuff. There's no way you could do it. You could soundproof a room. Dude, we could be a horror <laughs> podcast, a literally podcast for my castle. And you're going to sell it? I think we're all going to like freeze to death or something. We, castles I'm sure are it has cold. heat. It has electricity. Brett, Brett, look over there at that distraction, Greg. We need to talk about Brett. I know. In the unlikely event we ever inherit a castle, we're going to strong arm him into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Brett, you can stop looking at the distraction now. We're done. Ah, VHS tapes. But Susan, they're being shown to their rooms. Rooms have been prepared for Rebecca and one for them. Susan asks for a separate room from John. And that night, John goes to Susan's room to try to make up. And we're going to find out why they've separated right here. I like how when... When she goes up to Agnese and says, can you prepare an extra room? It's not for me. I We already have no. this nice room prepared that I want. Give my husband the room that you just throw together at the last minute. You know, the it, one that owns the castle. Take the bed out, put a couch in there. He's still sleeping on the couch. Fuck him. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when we find uh -huh. out, when we find out why, yeah, I get it. I'm surprised I you're not making him sleep outside outside yeah. <laughs> i do get it i want to real quick now that we've kind of gotten into we've introduced jeffrey combs and barbara crampton i think jeffrey combs in this movie has some interesting things to do like he gets to play drunk at some point and stuff like and there's like the car crash and he gets to like really act his ass off barbara crampton is just given you're mad yeah she she got a nothing role in this yeah i felt like because she's so great and then in this it is it's just like you're the wife and you're mad that's it this is definitely not the finest of their parents and even in like reanimator where she's her role is pretty much just girlfriend he'll be damsel later she still like kills it like she just oh. isn't given much to do here she like there's the little bit that she's like well she's given a lot better there but what she's given there's a lot better of like there's that little thing of like hey I gotta go you better talk to him before you rent the room and she's doing that like don't fucking do it look yeah like she gets more to do in it <laughs> yeah but 
he goes up to Susan's room trying to make up. He's shot down. Goes back to bed and he has a nightmare, which is our exposition on why she hates him so bad. He was drunk driving with his two children in the car, got in a wreck that blinded his daughter and killed his son, JJ. He's like, I love his drunk talk where he's like, I told you I'd pick you up after practice. <gasps> and then like JJ like drops his like Game Boy and like unbuckles himself. He's like, you get back in your car seat. And he like turns around to start like trying to like get him back. Just completely like takes his eyes off the road. And then the car does like the tiniest little flip. And I was like, how does that make her blind? <laughs> the glass goes into her eye. I saw the glass. I don't think it wrecked hard enough for the glass to break. <laughs> and let's not disrespect the video game system that that young man was playing. That was a Sega Game Gear, not a Game Boy. That was a know. Super Nintendo that you held in your hand. I don't know no, video the, games. The Sega Game Boy lost so hard as soon as the Game Boy like took off. That thing was there and gone in seconds. It really was. I had one. I actually, my parents got me a Game Gear instead of a Game Boy, but I, I fucking loved that thing. It was great. That was the first time I ever played Mortal Kombat was on that thing. John wakes up because he hears JJ crying. Yes, his dead son. Very likely that he's in the house. And so he starts walking around trying to find the crying son. And he finds a huge wine cellar, and he's tempted because he says, I haven't drank since that night and everything. But he but smashes Greg, the bottle. Dr because he never drinks wine. He doesn't. <laughs> he smashes the bottle, and he cuts his hand. Uh, the maid tells the story of the boy who died here at five years old, and the Duchess became a shark. One of you help me out with this convoluted fucking story. I know that yeah, the boy was presumed dead. He's not actually dead. He's been held as captive in the castle. What the fuck? Yeah, spoilers. Go ahead. Someone explain me the convoluted story because everyone with the thickest accent in the world is the one trying to tell me and I don't get it. Okay, so the Giorgio's mom, the Duchess, married an American soldier and then American so then they had Giorgio. Then American soldier got hots for Duchess's sister told oh. the Duchess told the Duchess he was leaving and the Duchess, the the American soldier and the Duchess's sister fucked off to America and had Jeffrey Combs. And that's how he inherited the castle. Oh, and that's when the Duchess took it out and murdered the child. Yes, because okay. the child reminded Allegedly. her of the husband. Oh, thank you. Because I, I got pieces of it. I'm like, I don't quite understand the story, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and this has been Understanding Thick Accents with Intern Corey. Well, because I was like, is it because was the child born deformed and like that's why the husband left and that's why no. like the no. wife hates the kid is because you made him leave or it's like, no, that's not it, I guess then. The child has become deformed from complete lifelong lack of sunlight and daily beatings. And whippings, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure the cat pissed on him at least once. The next day, John is exploring with Rebecca. Remember, she's blind, so... Uh, Susan, the mom, is very nervous about this. We're like, it'll be fine. And they get to the nursery. He goes, oh, there's toys everywhere. It must be a nursery. Why is nobody, and it's not brought up, bothered by the hanging dolls? Well, if they were marionettes, that would be how you would store them. Yeah, I think oh, they were marionettes. Dolls okay, thank you. Because yeah, I'm like, no one's even mentioning this? Okay. I you mean, didn't see Blade, like, look over and he did the ha ah, noise. 
um, there's a creepy baby eating painting, like a giant godlike figure eating babies. And I, I'm glad that he doesn't decide to describe this to his daughter. And oh, yeah. Oh, also, this poor daughter of, like, she gets sat down and she's having to be, like, explained everything that's around her. And it's, like, two minutes in, the dad is like, a, a, just a second, honey. Like, I'm busy. Like, okay, I guess I'll just sit here in silence and tap my cane. Like. <laughs> dude, he, he's looking for jewelry and he finds a whip. And, dude, no one makes a joke once. Like, it's the most low-hanging joke you can take. Like, why would she have a whip? They say that question like 10 times and no one's like, well, maybe she was into something. Like, not one person's going to make this joke. Because Charles Brand does not produce lowbrow humor films like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Attack of the 50-foot cam girl. I have it on my shelf behind me. <laughs> I am using sarcasm. <laughs> Grandma was into painal. <laughs> He's distracted by this photo book with torn out pictures and completely forgets his daughter's with him at this point. His daughter hears a cat and goes wondering after the cat. I guess he doesn't hear the cat. I'm going to go ahead and say that Jeffrey Combs is not winning any Father of the Year awards in this movie. No, because she, your daughter, your blind daughter got away from you. She also has a cane that she tip taps everywhere. She's making noise while she's leaving. And you're just so like focused in on like because he finds like a picture and it's like ripped and he's just staring at it i'd say just by the fact that you killed one of your children and blinded the other in a drunk driving accident or disqualifies you from any future father of the year competitions <laughs> yeah okay that's that's a lifelong ban on competing but she follows the cat downstairs, she trips, cuts her knee, and she finds the cell, but I don't think realizes what it is exactly, but knows someone else is here. And the cat's right at the cell and goes to leave the cell, and hands reach out and pour, pull the cat back in, and he, like, skins it. And I want to say eats it, but he clearly doesn't eat it. I think he just skins it. He eats some of it. But then after the whole cat debacle, he finally realizes... I don't know what took him so long. He could have done this his entire life. Why now, dude? I mean, at this point, I don't know. But he's going to do the break the thumb to come out of the handcuffs. But he's metal and just bites his thumb off to get out of the handcuffs. Well, because murdering the cat gave him the strength of a grown man plus a small cat. Which he needed <laughs> the, the strength of the small cat to be able to take off his thumb. A fun fact, any human can actually bite through a finger, like through digits. Your jaw has enough power to do it. It's a mental block thing why most people won't do it, though. Ow! <laughs> Rebecca's telling her mom someone else is there, and her mom doesn't believe her. <laughs> this is the worst mom. I'm sure you thought someone was in the house, and maybe you just wish you had a friend, and you're manifesting a friend there. Believe it or not. No, Mom, someone's in the fucking house. Yeah. If I'm this daughter at this point, I'm just tippity-tappeting my cane right out of this castle and be like, yo, I'll live with anybody. These people suck. Please help me. <laughs> also, we got... The daughter is also... What is she, like... It, she's, like, a teenager or something. It's not like she's five. And so next morning, I think they're having breakfast and everything. And 
the freak George Giorgio is roaming the hall since he's loose and sees his reflection and he shatters the mirror. The family hears it and goes out to it. And again, Jeffrey Combs' dad looks and goes, huh, the wood must have warped. And Rebecca's like, no, there's someone in the house! Now, as someone who has a deep-seated hatred of all mirrors, I was very happy to see this mirror go down. Why do you dislike mirrors? <laughs> oh, I, I'm... Well, it goes back to my parents, you know, the ones that hate me because they never bought me the Ghostbusters firehouse? Yes. Um, They had this mirror in their house. And one time, I saw a little ghost girl in this mirror, and she was real creepy looking. And ever since then, I have hated mirrors. But now my parents know this to the point where the mirror hangs where I have to pass it, like to go over to their kitchen or where we sit down to eat our family Thanksgiving dinner. And they think it's funny to try to put me sitting right across from this mirror because I won't look directly into it. Because my family a, are jerks. It's a terrible thing to tell us. The whole story is it, it, where he's missing a part. Because the little ghost girl had the Ghostbusters firehouse, but a ghost version. And she was going, ha, 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 point at story. <laughs> she was mean. Her ghost parents loved her more than my real parents loved me. Well, that night, the freak is just sleep creeping on Becca. And she wakes up screams the parents run in he runs away and john goes searching the house and i love like it's the room like traditional one like you buy a fancy house and they cover all the furniture with sheets for some reason and like <laughs> he just taken one of the sheets and ducked down and hit under it he just makes himself look like a chair yeah <laughs> i mean this is a very nice house there are sheets on the furniture <laughs> but he finds the cell, he's down there, and he doesn't notice the dead cat or the bit-off thumb. No, I thought the thumb was going to be the giveaway, because that's been a while since I've seen this. I thought that the fact that he left the thumb there, that's when they're going to be like, there is somebody here, like halfway through the movie. But no, just incompetent. <laughs> then he finds this like mausoleum tomb downstairs, and on one of the graves there's a picture of a boy that looks just like JJ, and he starts crying police show up and of course they're not taking him serious let's be real no police would take you serious in this manner our daughter heard a noise so we called the cops yeah but and i running... am the duke of this town you yeah. must do what i say i am the duke if i got a castle you better believe i'd be walking around like that shit <laughs> all the time i you see me in like these big fancy jackets like twirling a cane and pointing at people like you that just to everyone i talk to you're going to come out looking like a cross between Ebenezer Scrooge and Seth freaking Rollins. Exactly. So I already want to wear a cape. You think if I got castle, I'm not wearing capes? Exactly. <laughs> but John goes to show Susan the JJ picture, and the picture is gone. And she starts yelling at him that he's in denial and everything. And she's just straight up cold. He's like, what, are you punishing me? And he goes, yes, because God didn't. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Barbara Crampton was big mad in this movie she almost drives him to kill himself because he runs yeah. up the castle's about to jump and he doesn't do it and instead goes to the bar he's gonna break well, edge here because there was a um a scene earlier where he's like why won't you forgive me i'm so sorry like i haven't drank in like nine months 
yeah he goes and sits down at the bar and it's like you think of the shining when jack breaks and it's like this kind of like elegant kind of conversation kind of between a bartender and patron kind of thing it's just kind of that like normal kind of talk but it's a little it's that oh yes sir kind of thing it's just jeffrey combs sits down he's all shaky and sweaty and then he's like yeah give me it and then he fills it up he's like no give me more and he's like shakily like drinking it and then he's just like another it's like that bartender it has to be like um nicholas cage and leaving las vegas when the bartender's like man i'm cutting you off because you're going through something jeffrey combs walks into the seediest looking diviest of social club bars that i have no 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 this makes the star wars most Eisley cantina look like the freaking bar at the overlook hotel like this this makes some of the places your some of the bars your band has played in, Greg, look fancy. <laughs> Dude, I just want to point out he's kind of an asshole though, because he gets he's like filled up more, takes a shot and everything, waits for the bartender to put the bottle back on the yeah. shelf before he's like, nah. Like you could have just told him at the beginning you're gonna keep going. At this point, you do the classic movie thing and you go, leave the bottle. It's yes. like, okay, um, well, that's going to be like $90 then. <laughs> and that's when I leave and go to the liquor store. It was the 90s. It wasn't so much back then. Um, then this girl comes up to him and starts hitting on him. And he's pissed drunk at this point. This is where the bar is actually lively and popping at this point. Not where it's just him sitting in there all sad and alone. And this girl comes up and hitting on him. Dressed way too scantily and way too forward on him to not cost money. Exactly. Oh, yeah. The fact that he looks the way he does and he's drank an entire <sighs> bottle of Jack Daniels and he's like, this lady just wants to sleep with me because I'm a happening guy. It's like he does the classic thing where he's drunk. So his collar collars like disheveled. His hair's a little fucked up. <laughs> I am a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> he gets cut off. And this is where the, the police who was at his house earlier almost kicks him out of the bar. The girl turns around, kind of calms him down, and they leave, and they go back to the castle, where his family is staying, you know, perfectly fine place to go. I love where he's like, shh, we gotta be quiet, sound travels in this place, like he's sneaking her down to the wine cellar. (laughs) Then, the freak is watching them, as he goes down on her, and they end up fucking everything, and he finishes, and instant post-nut clarity sets in on this dude. All of a sudden, he's like, Oh. oh my god, what have I done? His pants aren't even buckled again yet. And he's like, you got to leave. And this is when she's like pointing at her hand, speaking in Italian, going, give me money. And he's like, oh, you mean, oh, you're you're a prostitute. I didn't know this. Yeah, she just wanted to sleep with you. I feel like it should be like the movie trope, which I know it's not in real life. But where if you're with an undercover agent and you ask them, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. The same rule should apply. (laughs) Prostitutes. Yes. Do you cost money or do you actually like me? Are you a hooker? You have to tell me if you're a hooker. <laughs> but he passes out right when she leaves and the freak takes the bottle. That's what I wrote his name as the freak the whole time. It was easier than spelling yeah. Giorgino or Giorgio. Giorgio. I'm Giorgino. And <laughs> the freak wraps her up in his sheet and the next morning police are there asking about her. And I like, he should have like, 
they're like, can we talk to you alone? And Susan's are like, no, you can talk to both of us. You really should have talked to him alone, dude. Because they're like, okay, fine. Girl, you brought back home last night. Where is she? She's gone. And they're like, yeah, you can't search the house. Slams the door on him and gets obviously chewed out again. Dude, you're just digging yourself into a deeper and deeper hole. Yeah. Je Jeffrey Combs is not a super likable character in this movie. Negative. No. But you know what? If you really think about it, he's not likable in most of the things he's in. Well, I don't know what Susan's problem is. Like, he said he's sorry. You can make another. Ooh. Leaving it in. Leaving it yeah, in. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll oh. definitely leave it in. I got told that a few times as a child of like, we can make another look just like you. <laughs> oh, you too? Yeah. <laughs> But the girl he was with wakes up shackled in the cell, and the monster kisses her, and she grabs the bottle, smashes it on him, uh, kind of gets, tries to get free, and then she gets her nipple bitten off. He's, I like that he's, like, drinking the wine, and then, like, trying to give her some, like, this is sex juice. You drink this, and we sex. He's imitating everything he saw Jeffrey Combs do. Yeah. Because oh, like, hmm. I'm assuming since he's been shackled since he was five years old, he never got the talk. No, he's no. he he does something with his mouth between her legs. What do I do with my mouth? I eat things. Yes, that's what it is. I eat her out. Literally, she was yeah. all like, "You can never get this. You can never get this." La, 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 get la. And, and he get this. He literally <laughs> gets out of his cage and he gets this. <laughs> now I will, you know. <laughs> watching as many of these types of movies as we have I, I'm fairly desensitized to a lot of things Yeah, but when he ripped that nipple off with his teeth I'm like mm, no no like, poor, no poor nipple I won't lie the movie was, you know this one has a bit of a slower build compared to a lot of these movies Yeah, so I'm kind of just watching along I'm like okay take my notes all that shit that happened and I'm like oh Okay, so now we're going. Movie starts here. The maid calls her brother, who's John's lawyer, who is at the bar with John to say they found the handbag at the house. Because right before, the lawyer was telling John, they have no evidence on you. You're fine. Who knows what happened to her, but no problem. And I was like, okay, now they have evidence on you. And tries to blackmail him. The lawyer flips the script on John so hard here that he gets whiplash. It's like being in another car accident for him. It's like, oh, no like evidence, no evidence. Give me money or, or I will make sure you rot, sir. John is like, you're blackmailing me. How dare you? And the the lawyer just literally shrugs like, yeah. What you, you seen Godfather? Uh, the maid hears a scream at the house. And goes out and finds the woman shackled, still alive. And then the freak finds the maid and kills her with a chain. I do have a question, and I feel like this is the Charles Band of it all. Anything negative, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> this maid has served this house for a long time, correct? Yes. No. Um, this no. maid served um, when Giorgiati, it was like five, like up until like the Duchess kicked everyone out. And okay. then now she's come back because the, someone needs to t prepare the house for the Americans. 
Never mind then. I was gonna say she's never heard these screams and everything before. Yeah, I thought the same kind of thing going into it, but then there's like a line of that. Okay. Initially, I thought maybe she and the lawyer, who's her brother, like kind of knew about Giorgio because at the beginning when they first get there and they talk about selling the castle, she goes, you stay, sell the castle, and then you go soon. Right. Like she, and she says it twice. Like she knows this thing's down in the basement, but now I'm thinking it's just, you know, she doesn't like America. No, she just doesn't like these people. It's like, are they doing like the Texas Chainsaw 3D thing of like you inherit the castle and the person in the basement? You took the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. But yeah, she is. Which I'd rather, chi- I'd rather have Leatherface in the basement than this thing. Because if you befriend Leatherface, I think you're going to get some really good cuts of meat and stuff where he's a good butcher. The Less castle rapey. freak wants to like eat you out. In a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take Leatherface. Susan and Becky are trying to leave in a cab, and they're stopped by the police. Everyone's back at the castle. The cops, Susan, Becky. John's already in there searching around for shit. And he hammers open the crypt and pulls the casket out, and Susan's watching. like, oh, may God forgive you for what you're doing. Because in her mind, he's ripping out the casket of a small dead child to bash yeah. it open. In front of the cops. Yes, to prove I'm not crazy. I'm so not crazy, I'm going to rob the grave of this child. Look, Giorgiani, he turned into rocks. <laughs> when Italians but, die, they turn into rocks? Yes, it's yeah. full of rocks, no body. It's like, like Giorgio Bencino is still alive. But then they go in and they find the bodies, the woman and the maid, or, and he's promptly arrested. Well, I love the line of the cops like, you're really going to need a lawyer. And he turns to his lawyer and the lawyer starts choking him. <laughs> yeah, because it's a sister. Yeah. Um, night, the police are staying at the house with Susan and Becky. And they ask for water. She goes up, the cop goes out to get it. And he is strangled with a chain and pulled up like a dumbwaiter or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's some kind of dumb waiter type situation. Yeah, like the castle freak like nests in the like chimney for some reason. Which in reality, he shouldn't know his way around here very well either. It should he be should more not. foreign to him than it is to our new people. If we see him walking around, he's all like he's been like deformed by like having to lay in like a dungeon all his life. Like his legs are all like fucked up and he walks all like whatever. But he's nimble when he has to be. Yes. He's just, like, major atrophy setting in and everything. Like, it's weird how he can just be a super strong monster. Oh, we also have to real quick mention, we forgot to, whenever he was with uh, the lady, and she goes, she went down to, like, feel his thingy. His thingy's gone. He only has balls. Just balls. Only balls. And we see way too much of the Castle Freak balls from then on. Yeah, they're, like, the star of the movie. There's a roof scene later where, like, it's, like, the shadow of them. You just see them hanging. It's just, like, it's so distracting. Balls. John's being interrogated at the station while this is all going on. Uh, Susan walks around the corner and is knocked out as the freak shows up and carries Becky away. And they have her just in a bra because 
90s, late 80s horror movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Full moon. The, the cop who was dating or had a child to the prostitute um, after John says, I didn't kill her. I just fucked her. Cracks him across the face with the baton hard. That dude's oh. jaw should be to the left of his face. World yeah. star! What? <laughs> Brett, I thought you were doing a hacksaw Jim Duggan, and I was very confused at first when you did the, whoa! I thought that's no, what was, you were doing. I was doing like, that, that, that gif of like, oh, you just got roasted. And then he hides around the corner after the cop who beat him is taken away. When the other cop comes back in, he Looney Tune clonks him on the back of the head and then crawls out a window and escapes. Yeah, he jumps out a window and he gets away. Uh, Becky is shackled in the basement. And I like that the freak is like looking at her and he starts putting like, you're not following my movements. And he realizes she's blind. I don't know if he has a word for blind because, again, he's been here since he was five. But the sound he makes when he realizes she can't see, he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we get... Now it turns into like the toxic Avenger love story of they <laughs> inherit the castle together. They live happily ever after. We get the face reveal. And during the face reveal, I don't know if either of you noticed that his thumb has magically regrown. Oh. No, I didn't so, notice that. Yeah, because so you see both like of them when he's taking thing. the sheets away. Yeah, his thumb's just there. No, I think it's just forgot. Or he's like part lizard or something, like a part of his body. No, they did not forget Gray. No this full moon they... feature. And no part did they ever address him being part lizard. Yeah, but we just, we imply that. Brett, are That's you how he scurried up the chimney. Are, are we, are you implying that all Italians are part reptilian? <laughs> Thanks. <gasps> oh my God, we have one. <laughs> Um, Susan Susan has located them and tries taking her place um, by undoing her shirt and so the the monster <laughs> by the way the sounds this thing makes from here on out are incredible after the aw the rest of it is like <laughs> the whole time I fucking love because some dude is in all this prosthetic makeup and just yeah what, what's my lines just sound like a maniac <laughs> the whole time <laughs> It's just, he's the horniest castle freak without a dick there's in the world. Because he's like, okay, I got her. She's in a brawl. Then you look over there. There's also boobies there. Barbara Crampton. <laughs> the only director's note he got was, you've seen the Tasmanian devil, right? Do <laughs> yeah. that for, like, bad. <laughs> but she undoes her shirt. So, like, oh, I've seen Reanimator. And he comes up to her and everything to take to have her take the place, she stabs him. Her and Becky run away. Remember, Becky's blind. She's in a castle. She barely knows. So she's tripping and stumbling all over the place when they're getting away. And they get outside because the castle, like, is in two buildings like normal. There's a courtyard. And the castle freak just leaps through a window, shattering it. Again, dude's never had any sort of physical activity in his life. Now he's Batman. Which makes well, you stronger. I like that he gets stabbed in the back with a knife and it gets, like, broken off. And that kind of fucks him up because you hear him wheezing, like, throughout the rest of the movie. And it, everyone's always starts coughing and stuff. So it's not like, oh, I'm superhuman monster. No. But also, yeah, how do you get from the basement to, like, the second story to jump out the window? He had to run by them to go upstairs. 
but Uber they magic. hide they hide in the bedroom where the duchess lived and they hide in like the wardrobe in there and he's in there he finds the whip and then remember when we did motel hell the horny swinger people and they just yeah. whip the whole bedroom that's what he's doing here he's just trashing the whole bedroom with this whip because he starts whipping like the cabinet or whatever they're in and at first they're like oh fuck he's trying to get at us and these just starts like breaking the windows i was like oh no i guess it just happened he'd started to destroy the cabinet but he leaves they slowly make their way out they're going through the hallway Fucking Becca knocks over a vase and alerts him their position. Not very good stealth missions. And I love when he shows up on the other end of the hallway and looks down. It just has more <laughs> of that Tasmanian devil noise. Like, ah! And chases after him again. She's smashing around. What is she, blind or something? Something, yes. Something. Um, they are chased up to the roof of the castle. And then John shows up. I don't know incredible like speed i th- imagine he had to run the whole way to the castle from the police station and then the whole way up but he shows over there and with a club and he says giorgio and it distracts him this first time he's probably heard his name in forever and we have a whip versus baton fight on the roof what'd you say that day he's like <laughs> hey look uh giorgio i got the gabagool and he throws it over the edge and he dives after it because no italian can not eat the gabagool it's not delivery, it's Giorgio. Oh! <laughs> but he wins the whip versus baton fight, so everything's good. And he returns down to the family, they're hugging. But of course, the killer comes back for one more scare, and shows up and beats John to like a pulp, and then goes after the girls again. John sees the chain, which has another end, and I feel like there were other ways, John... I feel like he just knows he's fucked everything up so much. He's like, this is my only chance at redemption. He just wants to die. Also, Barbara Crampton, Susan Baum, you can also do something other than just sit there in the corner and scream. (laughs) You can try to fight the monster too, not just be like, well, we're dead. Ah! Uh, No, Giorgio and and, uh, Jeffrey Cohn. John. Was John. We've been calling him Jeffrey Combs this whole episode. <laughs> uh, Giorgio and John, they were just doing a prequel to that classic 1998 Hell in a Cell match. Exactly. <laughs> if Breck and Shoehorn Bella Lugosi references in, I can get classic wrestling references in. You th- you think I'm mad about either of these? I'm, I'm all I don't think you them. are! And then great Tommy Wiseau shows up and is like, what's going on here? And he says, Baba Booey, and what else does Brett get in here? Greg Sestero's hot. <laughs> but, but then he chains the other end of the chain to himself and jumps off the roof, dragging the freak with him, and they both fall down. The family makes it down very quickly as freak dies right away, but John can wait to say goodbye. Forgive me. I love you. I love you. You can almost call him a freak on a leash. Oh, we're oh. on with the pun games today, aren't we? Oh. <laughs> and then you have like a funeral procession where they're loading the cask into their hearse. The cop who cracked him with a baton last time they saw him takes his hat off in solidarity with him. And credits. All pizzas are lowered at half mass that day. 
I like to picture it's like a big lasagna noodle flying. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Castle Freak. Do we have Italian listeners? They're not yeah. one of our, our bigger countries, but yes, we do have some. Now we don't. <laughs> I I love the Italians. I love the mob and pizza. And... <laughs> <laughs> You're not even going Argento and Fulci. You got the mob and pizza. <laughs> Godfather's great. He's really good. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? I, I always have fun with this one. This is one to to steal a to steal a story from Brett. Young intern Corey would skip so merrily down to the video store in town and see the racks and racks of horror VHSs and go, "I want that one." This was before VHS, though. It's like the real to real, like in Pearl, how they, everything like he had to go down to the cinema and pay a bit. <laughs> the Nickelodeon showing Castle Freak today. <laughs> it's a big hey. swig of morphine, like a soda. <laughs> we have the best video rental store in my town. You could get pizza and videos from it. When was they would deliver invented? both? Um. Brett, did we see this at a drive-in together? Why am I thinking we did? I don't think so. When we saw, oh, I think they just played the trailer or something. We saw Sleepaway Camp yeah. and like Felissa Rose was there. Maybe they just played the trailer or something. I think so because yeah, um, Riverside Drive-in likes to do that quite a bit of their play like the vintage trailers between. Uh, okay. All right, you guys ready for the Count of the Dead? Yeah, it's gonna do the Count of the Dead. Ah ah ah. All right, the throwback with Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with Castle Freak? Five. Five. Six? Oh, you're both wrong. A couple forgot and counted. One, I'm imagining you you both forgot poor JJ. I forgot JJ. Oh, yeah. But you must have also forgotten someone else because there was a few cops that died. At least two, if I'm recalling correctly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got eight. Well, I'll never argue with more death. Oh, Titanic! (laughs) It's Vigo! That's Greg Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So... At the, and this, this just came to me, and it's probably like a weird one, but the poor castle freak lives in Italy, which is known for some of the greatest food in the entire world. But he has to get like one little slice of like hard salami and some shitty bread to eat. So I'm gonna be you're the castle really freak. Bread. Yeah, like but nice you, crusty you, bread. Think of all the great Italian foods. And when you get Italian, you get, like, an Italian feast. You don't get, like, a slice of bread and a tiny bit of salami. Oh, no, no. So you're the castle freak, and what's your meal? And number one is the, the shitty little tiny thing of salami and the shitty bread. It's like, what am I, a peasant from, like, the 1500s? Number 10 is, like, God, it's any kind of pasta dish, an Italian sub, Dude, do you feel like him getting salami is just like a fuck you? You don't have a dick all the yeah. time. Yeah, did the mom cut the dick off? Like, I imagine. I wouldn't put it past her. 
or she or he got hungry and he's like there's more salami that's not salami according to everything i've read and listened to about cannibalism that's the worst part to eat it's all chewy um castle freak is it was all right um i didn't hate it i didn't love it you can feel the full moon of it definitely a lot more than you can and they're like earlier movies all together it's worth a watch though for sure i'm gonna put it a five out of ten right in the middle um i, I went above brett because i do I, I like full moon movies i like the the cheesiness and the campiness of them but um it, it's definitely isn't the best of the of this team's movie making abilities this is not reanimator this is not from beyond i'm gonna go six and a half out of ten on this one i want i'm in that ballpark of both of you guys i want five and a half i think it's good i i'll watch it again i'm not in a rush to do it i don't dislike it i don't love it either like it, it's there I, I like it fine yeah five and a half Jeffrey Combs gets to like play around with a few interesting scenes. Poor Barbara Crampton has like nothing really to work with. That might be it because I know the potential this crew has together. Yeah, I've seen them do absolute masterpieces. So for them to churn out and it's still a good movie, but yeah. not up to their quality. I feel like if it wasn't this crew, I might like it even more. That's what I think what right. it is. Yeah, and Barbara Crampton had more to do in the Onyx the Fortuitous movie than she did in this one. And she's only <laughs> yeah. in that one for like five minutes. Well, unless you guys have anything else. No, that's all I got. Oh, we hope that Castle Freak has left her brain throbbing with horror. Well, wasn't that a wild and wacky episode? If you enjoyed it, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, you can also support the show by going onto our Tee Public site and checking out any kinds of the merch that we have on there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that TikTok thing those kids are on, and YouTube. Just search Throbbing with Horror and look for our pumpkin. And remember to throb on. <laughs>